Oh Lord, we thank you for your wisdom that comes to us fresh. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your understanding. We thank you for flooding our hearts with light. We thank you, Lord, for giving us your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for your grace. We thank you, Lord, for your anointing. We thank you, Lord, for your power. We thank you, Lord, for prophecy. We thank you, Lord, for the moves and the flows of your spirit with us. Thank you, Lord, for the things you're doing in our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for the things you're doing with our lives. Thank you, Lord, for making us men of grace and impact. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And find out what pleases the Lord. Amen. 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 The Bible says that in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 10. And find out what pleases the Lord. And the Bible also speaks in the book of um, Ephesians 5, verse 17. It says, Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the what the will of the Lord is. Amen. Amen. You see, sometimes I hear a lot of people say stuff like, Well, I've prayed and prayed and prayed and not getting any. I'm just saying, finally, shall Lord, let your will be done. But how can God's will be done effectively when you don't even know what the will of the Lord is? Amen. 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 So you want to get married. So you want to buy a car. So you want to rent an apartment. So you want to live in a big place. And you, you're praying about it and you say, well, Lord, and then we feel like we, we're religiously obligated to say, Lord, let your will be done. But you can only say that when you know what the will of the Lord is. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And that's why verse 10 in Ephesians 5 says, and find out what pleases the Lord. It puts an obligation for you to find out from him what pleases him. Amen. Have you understood it from that perspective before? It's not enough to say, Lord, let your will be done. What is your will, Lord, so that I'll know and walk in it? Some people have said, oh, Lord, if it's not your will, frustrate it. Get about to enter into this relationship. If it's not your will, let it not walk. Why do you have to go through the pain and the turmoil of, bad, of a bad relationship only to find out at the end that it's not God's will? When you can find out from the very beginning if this is God's will, Lord, is this your will? If it's your will, then we'll go. Hallelujah. Amen. When David came back and he saw that the people were, you know, were, 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 were rampaged and their wives and children and properties were carted away with, he went to pray first and say, Lord, what shall we do? Shall we go? Would we overtake? Would we recover? And God says, surely you shall go, you will overtake, and you will recover. And he went in the strength of the voice of the Lord because he understood that God's will was to go, was to pursue, was to overtake, and to recover every single thing that was captured from them. Amen. So it's not enough to say, oh Lord, if it's your will, hand them over to our hands. No. You will go and you'll, you'll probably be an annihilated father. You must understand what God's will is. You must understand what pleases him. Because in his will is his abundance. In his will is the supply of his spirit. In his will, he makes everything happen as he wants it to happen. Amen. So if God's will, for example, is to heal a brother, you know God's will is to heal that brother, you are going there in the power of the knowledge of his will and you would, you would stretch forth your hands and the brother will receive his healing because you knew from start it was the will of the Lord to heal. Amen. 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 And sometimes, if you do not, or many times actually, if not all times, if you do not know God's will, you're most likely acting, you know, you, you act at loggerheads with his will. You will do things that will not be consistent with the will of God and you will be frustrated because it wasn't God's will to do that. So I see no reason and no wisdom in people saying, Lord, if it's not your will, then frustrated. Why get involved? Why, why start the process? Why rent the house? Why get the job? Why go on a life journey in something you are not even sure it's God's will? 
when God has said expressly through his servant Paul, find out what pleases the Lord. Amen. Amen. Find out. It's for you to find out. The Bible says it's the, it's, it's, it's the glory of God to conceal the matter. It's the honor of kings to search it out. Amen. Amen. And the Bible says that we have been made unto our God you know, kings and priests. So it is your honor as a king to diligently seek, find out what pleases him. Amen. It's not enough to say, Lord, let your will be done. Oh, yeah. Go and find out. Amen. Go and find out. Go and search so that you will no longer walk as a foolish person. So that you will no longer walk as one without direction. The Bible says the labor of fools, it wearies them. It wearies, a lot of people have gone on life very weary, very, very tired and very frustrated because they are going on a frolic of their own. They do not know what the will of the Lord is and hence they are not able to align with the will of God and submit themselves fully to his dealings. In knowing and understanding the will of the Lord, then you can be aligned with his plans and with his purpose. And then you can understand exactly why he does certain things the way he does them. And you will be filled with so much joy with everything that comes to you by virtue of his will. Amen. 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 Jesus understood that it was the will of God to make him suffer the way he did. Hence, he gave himself to the process. Philippians 2 says, For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, he despised the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of God. Amen. Because he understood the will of the Lord was to give him glory and was to crown him with glory and splendor and honor after he had gone through the sufferings that was ordained for him. Amen. Amen. So when the sufferings came, he didn't say, Oh Lord, we get no Satan, you get this suffering. You know, he didn't begin to begin the cast and bind the sufferings. He understood that it was God's will to bruise him. Amen. Amen. So sometimes you may go through several trials and temptations and circumstances and things that may seem difficult, you know, for you. But if in those things you understand that it's God's will to let these things come to you, to try you, to prove you, to make you better, then you will go through these things gladly because you understand that it is God's will to bring out the best from you through these things. Amen. 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 So you are able to partner effectively with Him. I was sharing with you know someone earlier. I said, if you know I come to you and I say to you. Don't eat after 7 p.m. Make sure to exercise at least two hours daily. Intense workout sessions. Make sure, not less than. And I give you a couple of rules as well. You may do these things as a result of your respect, or your respect for me or your difference to me. But what if I say to you that the reason I'm saying this to you is so that we can make you a beauty queen. We can make you a model. Then you will do these things with joy because you understand that, ah, in order for me to be a model, I have to be fit. I have to have some kind of courage. I have to have some level of charisma. I have to, you know, be fit physically. You'll, you'll give yourself to the process. But if you never understood the will for these things, you would never enjoy the process, although you may even decide to live through them. Amen. So the best way to enjoy God and to enjoy your life on earth, even through the process that He takes you, is to understand His will for you. So Jesus didn't think, oh God, I just called me to suffer. I understood that the suffering was to bring out the glory. Amen. Paul says that we reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not what compares to the glory that shall be revealed in us. Amen. He understood that the sufferings were necessary to bring forth the glory. And that's why James says in the book of James chapter 1, he says, Count it all joy whenever you face diverse trials and temptations, for you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance or patience. And patience must, be, you know, must, must, must have its perfect work in you, so that you may be mature and you may be complete. Amen. 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 And so on, in understanding God's will, you will give yourself to the process. You are not just, you know, going on a frolic of your own, you know, just wishing and waiting that something perfect will happen. But no, you are in line with God's perfect will. Where His abundance is, 
where his supply has been made, where provision, you know, has been made available for you because you are in the will of God. Amen. 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 The Bible says, have nothing in verse 11 in Ephesians 5, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention the things, you know, that what it is to be done in secret. But everything is exposed by light. Everything exposed by light becomes visible. For it is the light that makes everything visible. That is, that is why it is said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Amen. Or Christ will give you light. Amen. Um, I think from verse 11 down to verse um, 14, which I read, is showing to us that in finding out what the will of the Lord is, light will shine. Because if we operate in darkness, that, to operate in darkness means, or means really to operate, you know, in a place of wait, in a place of ignorance, or you lack knowledge, what you do not know, that is to operate in darkness. And it says that have nothing to do with the unfruitful deeds of darkness. Amen. Amen. The unfruitful deeds. See, when you walk in ignorance, when you walk without knowing the will of the Lord, in you know what the will of the Lord is, you are literally operating in darkness, and your deeds or your works are unfruitful. They cannot bear any result. If God wants you to, for example, do something, do thing A, and you're going to do thing B, the thing you're doing that is not in His will is useless, and they are unfruitful. They cannot bear any result for Him that is tangible because the things He wants you to do, you are not doing. Amen. Amen. Paul was operating in stark ignorance when he was still so going about persecuting the Jews, thinking it was God's will he was executing. But the moment he found out that he was one of the frolic of his own, he said, everything I had accounted all as loss. All has lost because literally they counted up the way of no benefit to him or to, the, to, to his life afterwards because he was literally going on a frolic of his own up until light shone upon his path on his road to Damascus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. The light of Christ will shine upon you. Amen. 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 We must go and search from scriptures through prayer, in waiting, through fasting and find out what pleases the Lord. The Bible says that, therefore, you know, be careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time or making most of every opportunity because the days are evil. We do not have all the time in the world to make mistakes. We do not have all the time in the world to live, you know, a futile life. You have just a short time and you must make sure to make the most of every opportunity that comes your way. And the way to make the most of every opportunity that comes your way is to live constantly and steadfastly in the will of God. Find out what pleases the Lord. It's an obligation upon you to find out from God what pleases Him. Amen. Amen. You must find out. You must keep studying diligently. The Bible says and Daniel understood by books. The Bible says and Jesus read from and, and he saw what was written you know, concerning him in the volumes of the books. Amen. Amen. He went to find out diligently from scripture. And when, you know, he was in the synagogue then, he, he read from the scroll the things that were written concerning him. Amen. 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 He understood his prophetic ministry on the earth by searching diligently and inquiring in from God the things that were written concerning him. When he was to be sent from heaven, the vision of the Lamb, the Bible says he read from the scroll. Amen. Amen. The, the, the Lamb who was worthy to receive the scroll, open it and read from the things that were written therein. Amen. He understood the things he was doing on the earth. There was no mix-up. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. So imagine Jesus came and he thought probably his own, he just felt like, oh, we want to liberate the Jews, we want to liberate the Jews. And then he thinks, all right, the way we we're going to liberate the Jews and set apart, uh, set apart the people for God is to kill all the Romans. And he comes and executes some kind of mass judgment upon the Romans. Was that God's will for you? No, literally not. Or John the Baptist thought it was something else that he was, not knowing that the will of God for him was literally, you know, in charge of part for Jesus. He could have decided to, you know, be involved in the trade, become a merchant, or do something nice for the kingdom. Or for no, the will of God for John the Baptist was to set out the path, you know, be the forerunner of Jesus Christ, and he began to walk in that will from a very tender age. Amen. I pray that God gives us the grace to find out what pleases Him, not to act foolishly, like the Bible says in the book of Ephesians 5, but to understand what His will is. Amen. Amen. So that we are not we are not victims of life or victims of circumstances. We do not go through life frustrated, but we go through life. You know, helped in the will of God, strengthened in His will, His because His strength is made perfect in our weaknesses when we are in His will. Amen. Amen. So Jesus was in the will of God, and He got to a place called Gethsemane, and He was so tired, His soul, His soul was troubled unto death. The Bible says that angels came from God and strengthened Him. The reason the angels came and gave Him strength was because He was in the will. Of God. Sometimes you are on a frolic of your own, you are so distraught, you are so weary, you are so worn out. The reason that you feel that way sometimes is because you are not in the will. But if you are in the will and you feel distraught, you feel weary, you feel tired, you will receive strength from heaven to continue on the path that God has called you to. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The admonition here very much for us this evening, the, the strength that has come from the word, is that we should find out steadfastly what pleases the Lord and we should make sure to walk in it. Amen. We should not be like fools, but we should be wise. We should make sure to redeem the time because the days are evil. Let me just bring this picture quickly before we end. Um, the will of the Lord is like a path that has been set out before you. Amen. Amen. It's like a path that God has imagined like a track on the field set out before you. And so this is your own track to run. This is your own race to run. It's set out before you. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, it says, Now being surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us set aside every weight that hinders and the sin that so easily besets us. And let us, you know, run with perseverance, a race that has been marked out, but set out before us. It's an individual race. Amen. Amen. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, Jesus knew the race that was set out before him. He knew his ministry was to the Jews. He knew what he had to do. He knew he had to come to suffer, to die. He knew what he had to do and he made sure to follow it to the later. He knew that the ministry of preaching to the Gentiles would be entrusted to people who would come in his words, like Paul, like Barnabas. He knew what he was meant to do. He knew what had been written to you know about him in the volume of the books, and he ran the race. And when Paul was giving, Paul says, I have fought a good fight. I have run the race. I have run my race. Amen. Says, Therefore, is now left before me a crown whom God has promised. You know, wanted them. So Paul knew that he had run his own race. And he says, the writer of Hebrews says in verse 2, he says, the race that has been set out before us. So just imagine a track, you know, on the field set out before you, and it's like a relay race. Because the thing is, there's, there's like in the, in the journey of life, in the race of life, it's like a relay. So we have the passing generational patterns up to us. And imagine you now run upon another man's track. You can trust you'll be disqualified. Amen. You can trust that even if you get the first to the end of the line, you can trust you'll be disqualified because you didn't run lawfully. Amen. There is a race that has been set up before you. There is something that God has called you for. Paul says, I did this in order that, so that I will not have been, you know, making a waste 
of my ministry so that I will not be treading on, a, on another man's path because every single man has a portion that has been assigned to them by God. Amen. Amen. So we must understand what God has given to us as individuals to do on the earth and make sure to work in it effectively so that you will not have run your own race in vain. Amen. Amen. Paul says that every single person that run it, run it to receive the crown. And each one must do so lawfully. You must strive lawfully. In 2 Timothy, that's the last scripture I've put before we end, the 2 Timothy chapter 2, Paul speaks pure wisdom there. And I just want us to consider this briefly. He says, For no one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer in all things. Similarly, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not receive the victor's crown unless he completes according to the rules. Amen. 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 Two examples. The first is, a man who warreth, a man who is a soldier, doesn't concern himself with civilian affairs. Irrespective of how pleasurable civilian affairs are, it's not for him. Because for the moment, for the while he is on the battleground, he is a soldier, and as such, every single activity and action of his should be done in that wise. Amen. Amen. So the soldier understands his purpose and his calling as a soldier and make sure to, you know, to undertake these things diligently until the later. Same as an athlete, you do not receive the crown or the prize up until you compete lawfully according to the rules. And you go, and this, you know, this, you must know this. Amen. You must know this. Amen. You must know this. I pray that the Lord gives us wisdom. Amen. I pray that the Lord gives us understanding. Amen. I pray that the Lord gives us grace. I pray that the Lord helps us. Paul understood the help of God and he said to he was saying to the Corinthian church, he says, he says, and 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 God gave the grace of apostleship to the Gentiles. Sorry, to the Galatian church. He said, God gave the grace of the of apostleship to the Gentiles. To me and to Barnabas, same as the grace for apostleship unto the Jews was given to Paul, was given to Peter, to James, and to John. And to the Corinthian church, he says. Paul planted the seeds. The grace for planting of the seeds in the Corinthian church is given to Paul. Apollos watered the seeds. Paul understood that his place in the Corinthian church was to plant the seeds, and for Apollos it was to water. So there was no competition or rivalry amongst them. He says, therefore, in verse 4, therefore, no one will boast about any man beyond proper limits. Every single person will boast about what God has accomplished through him, through the preaching of the gospel. I pray that the Lord helps and gives us grace. Amen. And the Lord gives us understanding about these things we have spoken and gives us the grace to know what His will is at every time and in every season. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah.